You are listening to the She Speaks podcast. The She Speaks podcast is here to normalize our experiences in life and business by sharing our stories of rising from the proverbial ashes of our real life trials and tribulations. When we share our experiences, we give others permission to keep putting one foot in front of the other, remember to breathe, and to never, ever leave the power of our promising futures on the table. Tune in weekly for fresh new content that will inspire you to share your story too. Hello and welcome to the She Speaks podcast. My name is Shannon Miller and I have the pleasure of interviewing today two incredible authors in She Grieves. They were co-authors with me in this beautiful book, and I would just like to welcome to, to our podcast, and welcome to the listeners, too. You're in for a treat listening to these ladies. Uh, they're, they have incredible stories and such giving hearts, and they just really want to um, share with the world their truth with their grief journey and to inspire and give hope and empowerment to those who are also going through grief or supporting someone in grief. So welcome ladies. It's Courtney McRae. McRae, right? Am I saying yes, that? Yes. Right, yeah. And Brenda Weiss is also here with us. So welcome today, ladies. Thank you. Thank Sean. you for having us. So let's just jump right into it. Um, I'm super curious as to why you decided to join me in She Grieves and even why, not why, but where did you get the bravery to share your grief journey? Because I believe that that's an incredibly, can be incredibly hard to do because of all the things that it brings up when you go into the deepness and share your real truth. So, Courtney, do you want to start? Sure. Um, yeah, it was it was an easy decision to make to be in the book. It was a harder decision to follow through with once I got started. <laughs> <laughs> um, for myself, I had started a personal growth journey uh, a couple of years before, and really through that journey, realized how much unresolved trauma I had from my grief. And, um, I, for those of you who haven't had a chance to read the book, it, I lost my sister in a car accident, um, when she was 12 and I was 14, I was in the car accident with her. I sustained life-threatening injuries. I was actually put into a medically induced coma for, um, a period of time, just hoping that I could survive. And so, really the beginning after losing my sister was I didn't even have a chance to grieve her in the beginning because I had to heal. Like I, I almost didn't make it. My, my injuries were very severe. So I had that. And then I was 14. So I was in high school and all the drama and BS that goes with high school. I was trying to navigate and I literally just learned how to numb myself and put everything into a little box inside me and just not deal with it. And that seemed to work. I'm going to put in quotations for those of you that can't see it well for a number of years um, until all of a sudden it didn't. Uh, and it really came glaringly obvious to me that it didn't work after I had my daughters Um and they started bringing up a lot of memories of me mm -hmm. and my sister. And like that 
that was hard for me to deal with and hard for me to live in. And so I started a personal growth journey, started healing from my trauma and actually finally realized that maybe I was strong enough and brave enough to deal with the grief now. So I started digging in and then the opportunity to write in this book came up. And to me, it was a sign from the universe as a chance to heal and not only heal, but make my journey mean something and help others heal in their own journey. And so that's, that's what gave me the courage to dive in is knowing that my hell could help somebody else walk through their Mm -hmm. hell. Mm -hmm. And I could be, I could be a light at the end of their tunnel to show them that there's, there's still hope and there is still meaning and there is still a great world and life to live after you lose someone. Um, but it doesn't feel like that when you're stuck in it. So I just wanted to be that beacon of hope for people and also take this opportunity to keep healing in my own journey. Yeah, that's incredible. I think so many people can resonate with everything that you said, just somehow needing to get through that initial, um, that really dark darkness of the grief Mm -hmm. at whatever point when they're ready to deal with it, but putting it into certain closed boxes or certain portions of their life and putting it down and not dealing with it. But there does come a time when you have to, or your body forces Mm -hmm. you to, I think too, right? And a few of the authors mentioned actually that it just seemed like the right time just came into their life, this um, opportunity to, to write and she grieves because they were at that point too, where they were ready to take that next step in their healing Because, of course, we all know that it never ends, the healing journey, but there's so many layers to it. And just being able to write it down, even if I think people start this this writing journey to to just share their story, they they come to realize that it's healing for them. And, of course, it will be so healing for others to know that they're not alone and someone else has gone through it and survived as well. And I think the universe has a way of putting things in your path when you're ready for them. And the people, the authors that the universe put this in line with, it it is such a beautiful collaboration. The authors that we have in this book, like I just, I think everything came together the way it was meant to. And I feel like this book is just going to reach the hearts and help so many people, all the people it's meant to. Yeah. Everybody that's in this book was definitely meant to be there for sure. And so when I was saying about having somebody being there to just show that they're still standing and you can um, just inspire and give hope. So that was Brenda Weiss for me and my journey. So I just want to introduce Brenda and say thank you so much. Once again, I can't thank you enough. I think I could probably thank you every single day for that. But Mm. just knowing that you did survive and were one step ahead of me just made all the difference to me, like in my survival at that moment. So when you agreed to join us and she grieves, it just, oh, my heart was just so much more happy. (laughs) So thank you, Brenda. But can you can you share with um, our listeners why you chose to write in this book, because you've already written in uh, GCW publishing and she is strong and free volume one. So that's right. What, what yeah. made this book different for you to share and compare to what you shared in strong and free? 
Well, <clears throat> I, th I think, <clears throat> sorry, um, what was so significant for me about this book, Shannon, is this is exactly the book that I was desperately looking for back in uh, 2013 after my son Brett was murdered. And because as you know, it is a, is a very lonely and desperate, uh, shattering experience. So I was, I was really like, I, when I look back now at myself and how I was uh, feeling over the first probably, you know, several years, really, um, I was desperate to find some sort of evidence um, at, to, to prove that, that this was survivable because it did not feel survivable. I felt very shattered and very desperate is the word I just keep coming to because that's what I felt. So my experience uh, in writing in the first book, um, She is Strong and Free, number one, was that was extremely cathartic and um, it was overwhelming with all the feelings and the experience and the information that I wanted to share. But it was very, very powerful for me to, to actually put into words on paper some of my experiences and feelings. And, and then this book really offered an opportunity to, <clears throat> to be specific on what I found to be my lifelines and what it was that helped me survive my catastrophic grief. So, and then the, the, the resources of, you know, several other authors and their experiences, like this is the book that I was looking for yeah. in 2013 and 2014, for sure. Because it's, we, we, you know, I needed, I needed evidence. I needed, I needed somebody to say, this is how I survived my mm -hmm. catastrophic loss. And here's what was helpful for me. So when you look at a book like this with so many women that are courageous and, and offering their perspective, offering their resources, um, there's got to be something in that book for, for everybody that's experiencing deep loss and grief. I agree. I, I think we all have said that too, is that it was, it has turned into the book that we were all wanting when we first um, were beginning our grief journey. Mm -hmm. And I looked, I searched like all, all over the place. And it's not that I didn't find anything out there, but I just didn't find anything out there that I connected with like yeah. heart soul wise, yes. as opposed to the technical books. Yeah, and like the relatable piece, right? right? Yeah. yeah, like there's psychology, yes. you know, from there's lots from a psychologist's perspective, which is helpful. Mm -hmm. But I just I needed to hear from another mommy that's lost yeah. her babies, yeah, you know, how to do this, yeah, yeah. And what I love about this book, as opposed to other books that have dealt with grief, is many of the other books that do deal with grief are what from one perspective. And so that one perspective, although it is very helpful if you've searched it out, I love that this book has perspectives of all different types of grief. So exactly. although mm -hmm. one story may resonate with you, another one might resonate even more with you, right? And so everybody's grief is a little bit different. It's like a fingerprint or a snowflake. Everybody's is mm -hmm. just a little mm -hmm. bit unique. And so the beauty of this book is you get to read 18 women's 
grief journeys and you get to pick, oh, you know what? From story number one, there's that piece of grief I felt. Oh, Mm -hmm. but there's this piece from story number three that story number one didn't have that I'm experiencing. And so I love that about this book. I love the diversity of the different paths that we've Mm -hmm. uh, walked. I love the the way that this is going to not only like help you through maybe the grief journey that you picked it up for, but possibly the ones that are still to come in your life, right? Like maybe you pick this up because you did lose your baby, but maybe later you lose your parents and then you can Mm -hmm. still pick this Mm -hmm. book up and it's still there to help you. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like a buffet or a smorgasbord Mm -hmm. of tools and and resources. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, Sorry, go ahead, Courtney. I was just going to say, and like a buffet, Brenda, you can overindulge in this book. Like, don't try to eat it all at once. Yeah, read it all yeah that's it's exactly too, it's, right. It's too much. Yeah. Yes. Right? Like, yeah. this book is meant to be digested in, in smaller portions because yeah. it is a heavy book and there is a lot of feelings related to it, right? So, right. but it it is a wonderful book and it's, it's yeah. going to help so many. So yeah. many. And I, I also think too, from, um, from a person that's been through um, a couple different major grief um, with my dad and my daughter, they were both um, quick and traumatic deaths. Um, but that's my perspective on it. So if someone else in my world then has a grief experience, at least with reading all of these stories, I have, again, that whole um, buffet of different people's perspectives of what helped mm-hmm. them. Um, just because I what I experienced with my grief doesn't mean it's the same as somebody else's. So I'll have that perspective so that I can be a better support system yes. to someone else that is mm-hmm. grieving. Because we all do grieve differently and none of it's wrong. Some of it might be healthier ways than others. Sure. <laughs> and I mean, we've all experienced that. I mean, we just, it's you, ugh, the biggest thing that I think I've learned. I'm, I'm jumping all over the place here in my notes, but, and I would love to know what you feel is, was your biggest takeaway kind of thing um, in your grief journey. But I finally came to realize are two things. I really need to be kind to myself. Like, mm-hmm. Grief is a forever thing. And in order to live life with, you know, happiness and purpose and love, I just really need to be kind to myself and stop beating myself up because I'm not, you know, following the steps or, or done grieving because it's been five years or seven years or 20 years, whatever. Um, But also that I've come to realize that for me, my grief is just another expression of my love. So that really like hit me hard once I truly felt that like I wrote those words down years ago but I didn't truly feel and believe it until just a couple years ago so that's made a huge difference for me personally but is there anything that you guys like stands out for you guys that you've kind of learned or became aware of in your grief journey this far I I I think for me um, the biggest takeaway is that grief is normal Grief, mm-hmm. grief is a human experience. Um, and just as you know, the coin where love is on one side and loss and grief is on the other side, you can't have one without the other. And mm-hmm. I think it's, there is no destination in the journey. 
It's not like, okay, you do this and this and you're done and you're fixed. It is, it's forever a lifetime experience. And, and I feel like I've evolved and I move within grief and I grow and I learn more lessons. And that's why the, the book is so important because it's, it's so many different people's experiences and uh, perspectives and what it resonates for me today might change in a month or two months or a year. And the biggest thing I believe around grief is I have learned to embrace it, invite it in, process it, and just um, do the mourning because that's, that's where peace and joy can eventually emerge from is, is the mourning. So it's, it's normal. It's part of, part of our, part of life. So true. So true. I've, I I think the once you realize that you just need to stop running from grief yeah. and feel those feelings when they come, it actually for me it lightens the load because oh, so I think much. the grief just yeah. builds up and builds up, and then once you're able to release it, however way you do it, whether it's like a major cry or I mean, there's a million different ways to release it. So, mm-hmm. but I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Courtney, how about you? So my journey left me with a lot of survivor's guilt. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was in the actual accident with my sister and I survived and she didn't. And being the older one, you always have in your mind that you're going to die first, right? Like you're the oldest, it's, it's supposed to go in order of age. So dying, like having my sister pass before me and in the same accident I was in, left me with a huge amount of survivor's guilt, which really spiraled me into uh into depression and self-loathing for so many years and I've always been pretty good about having compassion and empathy for other people so I think the biggest thing I've learned in my grief journey is how to turn that compassion and empathy back on myself and just like be okay with the struggles I'm going through and like give myself the time and space I need to heal and feel it and go through it and for me a big part of my journey was learning small daily steps that I could do to help me feel normal again. Like I always like for the first part of my journey, I felt like one day I'm just going to get that magic pill or that magic thing and I'm going to feel better and the grief's going to be over and it's going to just life will be a normal again. And to one day waking up and realizing that that's not the case. You you slowly build your life back into your new normal but you do it with one step at a time. And for me, that was daily habits and like learning to find the small things that brought me joy again, like, and, and embracing Mm -hmm. them and giving myself the compassion and the empathy to, to do them. Because for me, like when I was in that point of guilt and self-loathing, I wouldn't give myself permission to do the things I like to do because I felt like I had to be suffering. And so to switch that mindset and realize that I deserved compassion. I deserved empathy and I did deserve to still enjoy my life. So yeah, that's, I think that was the biggest lesson for me. Wow. That, that resonates a lot with me, especially the part about um, like you should be suffering. Yeah. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Same. Hey, Brenda, like, yeah, that's yeah. very well put Courtney. Yeah. Very well. Very put. true. Yeah. I and there's a that- sense of, um, there's a sense of peace I found too in that in in suffering. 
because it's mm-hmm. justifiable and it's it keep, yes. for me it kept me connected to Brett mm-hmm. so it's a slippery slope definitely yes, slippery because slope. like when I was suffering I was Tamara was always at the forefront of my mind that's right and mm-hmm. so if I was suffering I wasn't forgetting her that's right. right. And so I think yeah. that's a hard part of both grief is like when we feel like we start to embrace that new normal, we almost that guilt for forgetting our loved one starts to come in. But when I sat with that and really like took the time to journal on it and took the time to like sit with it, I was like, there is no way my loved one wants me to be miserable for the that's rest of right. my life yeah. and yeah. only remember them in misery. Mm-hmm. She would mm-hmm. way rather me be out there enjoying life and remembering her in the joy. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, totally agree with that. I think too, it's like they they didn't get that opportunity to continue on and live a happy, you know, purposeful life. So, like, who are we to stop mm-hmm. living that way? Yeah, that and that's the way I feel. It's like not necessarily that I'm honoring Katie by doing that, but I'm just almost like respecting, sure, respecting that. So, wanting to continue doing that and. It took me a long time to to realize it was okay to step out of the suffering with like you had mentioned guilt. So wow. it's like I had a lot of guilt the first you know few times I laughed or the first few times mm-hmm. that she wasn't constantly like 24-7 on my mind. Like if an hour went by and I realized, oh my goodness, like I hadn't cried in an hour, like how could I not? I'm so heartbroken. So it was really so bizarre in a way. And having these other stories and other people expressing their different ways just makes you feel not so alone and not so like you're doing it wrong. I felt like I was grieving wrong a lot of the times because I wasn't following the steps. Yep. And what I knew from TV or other people's experiences, maybe. And I love that in this book, everybody's timeline of grief is a little bit different. So like for myself, I was in that stage of living miserably for almost 20 years because I just like, I had so much survivor's guilt. And like, I've only recently embraced this compassion and empathy for myself in the last like five years. So I almost did two decades of suffering. And like, I don't think that's the way to go or it's healthy. Like there's definitely better ways to deal with it. But I also want people to know that if you have been suffering for two decades, it's not too late. You don't have to spend the rest of your life suffering, right? right? Like, and if you are that person that was able to go through your grief in a logical way and were able to release it and you, you managed to do it in a year and a half, like give your, that's awesome too. Like Mm -hmm. everybody's journey is at a different pace and please don't compare yourself to the next person. But instead, just look for that person that might be beside you in that grief journey or might be only a step or two ahead of you and know that you're not alone. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's that transitioning period from from the torture and the deep grief and really living with the pain to Mm -hmm. learning how to um, embrace life and honor your loved one by living fully with a peaceful heart and, and having passion and joy in your life. It's that transition piece. That's, that's the part that it, there's sort of a vulnerability to moving through that and to be able to allow yourself to feel and to feel good and yet still 
keeping your loved one close by and honoring their life as opposed to living in the grief forever. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That's, that's the challenging part. That is. And I think too, if, as long as we understand that it ebbs and flows mm-hmm. right, for, forever and in the learning process of how we each individually deal with our grief or come to terms with it or honor it, whatever word you want to use, it's, it's remembering that the next time that you're, you're back into the darkness, like try and remember where you were and how you got out the last time or three times ago, because I think eventually you, you just start to understand that it's no longer going to kill you because That's I was right, right there with you. And I think most of us mm-hmm. in the book um, have, have talked about something similar. It says we didn't, we didn't think we would survive. Mm-hmm. So when you are on that healing journey, just remember that you've survived even just yesterday. And what worked yesterday, maybe it will work again today or whatever you want to look at it that way. So very powerful. Piece that Brenda's talking about, that transition piece, I think it becomes so much simpler and so much easier to get there when there are conversations like this being had. I feel like it's so hard to get to that point of transition when you're doing it all on your own. And we have, as society created this stigma to grief like you're mm-hmm. only allowed to grieve for a, up to a year and then after that you should be healed and we don't shouldn't have to talk about it anymore but what this book is bringing to the table and these conversations like we're having today is that it's okay to talk about your grief 20 some years later it's okay mm-hmm. to still have a heartbreakingly hard conversation about it with somebody and what i love about this book is every single one of these authors that showed up in this book has said, reach out to us, send us a direct message if you need to talk about your grief, because we are here, we are open to talk about grief. And like, I think that is the missing piece for transition for so many people Mm. is just the loneliness. And knowing that, like, if they could just have a conversation still two years later, and feel like they're not being silly for having these feelings, it, it would help so much. Yeah. I agree. And you know what, even just with you saying that the conversations that I had with people in year one or year two or year five would are completely different than what I would have now. But it Mm -hmm. doesn't mean now I still don't need to have them. So it's been seven years for me. I still need to have those conversations because I'm still grieving and I always will be. I always will be. Yes. Yep. So I so agree that it's such a beautiful thing in this book that we have just all from one year on to 20 plus years, people have been in grief and so many different, like it's it's parents, it's grandparents, it's siblings, Mm -hmm. it's children. So, and we even have one that is, was more about it being a support system to their sister. So this book is just, it's going to be so beneficial to so many people. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so proud of it. And just so honored that you both were willing to go deep and um, share your truths with us and trust. Trust me to get this book together. Um, and honestly, it was not hard at all. It, the hard part was reading the stories and just yeah. knowing and 
understanding the pain that everybody was in, but also so full of pride and um, honor really to be part of this book and knowing that how much it's going to resonate with people for years and years to go forever. I mean, it's Mm going to be out there forever now. And I can't imagine it will be any less useful in 20 years than it is today because we all, we all needed this book. So it's going to be one that it's going to be such a gift from the heart, I think for anybody. Well said. Well said. Yeah. So speaking of being willing to chat with anybody or DM with people, or even so if any of our listeners want to just look you guys up because we all have social media platforms um, that we speak about our grief every once in a while, or just, it's nice too, I think, to be seeing people that you know. So if you've read mm-hmm. one of the author's stories and you just go online and you see social media and you just see them living their life, it doesn't even need to be specifically about grief. I think that helps too, knowing that people actually do continue on, like they do are able to take that next step and that next step. So is there a way that we can um, share with the listeners how they can maybe check you out on social media or connect with you at some way, Courtney? Yeah, uh, you guys can find me on Instagram or Facebook at CourtneyMcCray.HabitCoach, and you spell Courtney McCray, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-M-C-C-R-E-A.HabitCoach. And yeah, you can find me on both of those platforms. I'm definitely more active on my Insta, so hit me up there first. Um, But yes, you can also find my business page on Facebook. Wonderful. Brenda, is there a way somebody can get hold of you? Yeah, uh, just on Instagram as well. And just my name at Brenda Weiss. B-R-E-N-D-A-W-I-E-S-E. Wonderful. And like Courtney said, all the authors in the book have been more than willing to chat with anybody or just respond and let them know that you're not alone. So feel Mm -hmm. free to reach out to us. Um, Most of the authors bought extra books so that we have books available if anybody still wants to get one from us. The pre-sale is over, but um, we have some available still. So reach out to any of the authors if you know them. We're more than happy to share. And we will be eventually on Amazon, but not for a few months yet. So if you want a book now, just reach out to one of us. So again, thank you, ladies. Thank you for being part of the book. Thank you for spending this time with me today. And thank you, listeners, for joining us here on She Speaks. And I hope everybody has a wonderful day. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the She Speaks podcast. If you like this episode, please be sure to send us a five-star rating and review on iTunes to help us reach more listeners. For more information on our publishing services, please visit us at www.gcwpublishing.com.